I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. I'm Caitlin Brodnick. I'm Sue Smith. And we love and scams. We love scams. Guys, we love scams. We love you. We love art heists. <laughs> art heists, art scams, art lies. We love them. Wait, before we get started, I need to tell you a story. Oh, I great. was here last week telling you how I wanted to scam my way into a COVID vaccine, and I freaking did it, baby. She got I, it, guys. I did it. And through no fault of my own. Uh, I was waiting for a prescription at Kaiser and a woman sidled up to me and she whispered, she was like, do you want the vaccine? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. It's yeah, like a I science do. fiction movie. Yes, inject me. Yes, I was like, get <sighs> right in my arm. <laughs> and so I went into a, a back room. She took me into a back room where there were lots of nurses and chairs and that was more efficient. Other cult members there, obviously. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you she had to wear did, a mask, a different she kind. She herself, she herself did not look like a nurse, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm, there were no. nurses present. <laughs> um, and I got the vaccine and they scheduled my second one, even though I was not remotely qualified. And I don't feel bad. 
Wow. Oh, I'm so happy. You got it. I'm so happy. And I'm so happy that it came to you. You didn't manifest it. You know, it, you didn't like scam anyone. Thank God. So you don't have to feel bad about it. But thank God you got it. Yeah. No, I did not do any scamming. And I was fully prepared. I joined a Facebook group called Los Angeles Vaccine Hunters. Like I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, That lovely laugh in the background. We should tell you our guest today is producer Kate. Kate. It's me. I'm here. Welcome. Kate. So guys, we bamboozled producer Kate. We were casually talking about our topic today and she goes, oh, I saw that movie. Oh, I've read that article. And we said, (laughs) you're in the podcast, bitch. You're You're our special guest. Get your mic ready. (laughs) And I did. You're in it. I did hook up my entire system just because you said that. So here we are. And guys, she has a pizza in the oven. She's not interested in this. It's going to be a cold pizza. (laughs) Oh, no. You can can eat it it yourself, Kate. You're the producer. It's fine. I do it for you because I love you. And I love this little scammers. So I'm here. I'm excited. That means a lot, guys. Kate is letting her pizza get cold for you guys. Yeah. You You could also say that Kate is scamming life right now. She's like. Kate has up and left. We don't know where she is. Okay. She is on the road. I don't know where Kate is. I am running a scam on. She is. Capitalism because I am currently quote unquote homeless. Yes. Because I am bouncing from Airbnb across the country. Airbnb to Airbnb across the country. Uh, All of my things are in a storage unit in the middle of New Jersey. Um, And I'm paying less (laughs) rent than I was in New York without any of the need for a deposit or insurance or utilities or any of that. Um, And I'm living in Texas, Colorado, Montana. Guys. So, yeah. That's amazing. And then we'll be back in New York in September. Wow. You have to come back. You are I'm saying, like, This is the life. most exciting thing. You should go to Japan next. You should really keep going. You should start a cult, Kate. I'm not kidding. Oh, I'd be really Maybe she already has, and we're in it. I mean, well, my husband already has experience in partially leading a cult. You know, he was high up in the, in the management tiers yeah. of Cutco. So I feel like he'd be a really good, like, male figurehead. I would join. Okay. What if it's called Jack Cut? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are talking about some great scams today. We're talking about Army Hammer and his whole family of scammers. The Scammer Hammers. uh, The the Scammer scammer Hammers. hammers. I'd never heard that before. Now that might be a cult. It (sighs) might be already. 100%. They need you as their marketing director, Sue. I'm not saying I would join a cult with Army Hammer. I'm not saying that. I never You're said saying it. you hope he has sex with you, though. <laughs> I'm never saying it. I never but, said that he's so hot that I would definitely join. I didn't right. say that. You're fine with donating a rib cage. <laughs> I didn't say I was fine with donating a rib cage if it meant I could sleep with him. I didn't say that. She didn't I say it, clear. she's thinking it. I would have the social media for this sex call. You know what I mean? I, That's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I'm I, saying. Yeah, you're saying that. Okay, great. I just yeah. want to make sure I didn't, I didn't say it. Here's my thing with people that say, Changing the topic that they like want to like cut a body part of yours. I would say to them, you first. <laughs> like, like me. <laughs> cut off your dick and then we'll talk. It's like anal sex. Yeah. It's like you first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can I see your rib cage slivered in half? Like, what are you talking about? Like, may the I have audacity. your pose as an order yeah. before? Sure. Cut your pinky finger and put it on a platter. Like, yeah. you first yeah. and then yeah. maybe i could be coerced you know given the right medication yeah this is a joint effort caitlin brings this up because we are talking about Army <laughs> <Hammer>. <laughs> um, and he has quite the allegations against him 
Apparently, he like sends cannibalistic texts to people and he's abusive. Not to Mm -hmm. (laughs) make jokes about it, but he is. Yeah, no, he's a nightmare. We don't know that he's into actual cannibalism, but he does fantasize about it and he does ask for it. Yeah, there are text receipts where he is requesting internal organs from women. (laughs) Yes. Insane. He is saying he would like to bite their necks, things like that. Yeah, like he like he saw Twilight and was like, what a great gig that is. I want to live forever, a rich person, and chew on some people. Hammer wants to be a vampire. <laughs> a hammer vamp. <laughs> when I, before I said that, it rhymed, but it, it didn't when I came Hammer vamper. He's a hammer vamp. He's a vampire. Hammer vamp. Yeah. The army scammer is a hammer vampire. Hammer vamp. <laughs> So there was a Vanity Fair article recently about Army Hammer's whole scammy family. Um, and apparently his line of scams, li- his lineage of scamming goes way, way back. His great, great grandfather was descended from the Russians. <laughs> he was uh-huh. Russian and he came to America. <laughs> Which isn't inherently scammy, but he no, 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 no. He was scammy once he got here. We don't know what he did in Russia. Similar to no, my family, don't. he could have come on a boat and scammed his way just like my family did. <laughs> Sure, 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 sure. Dr. Julius Hammer. Um, and he gave a woman a, an abortion who later right. died. Oh. Yeah. Also, was he a real doctor? Who knows? It's we part don't of know. the mystery, part Ooh. of the risk. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there is that of Dr. Julius. And then there was Armand Hammer, not Army, Armand, uh, who was also scammy. You guys know that Armand Hammer bought. Arm and Hammer. He bought stock in it, right? They existed separately, right? There was Arm and Hammer baking soda and variety of other cleaning products. And then there was a gentleman named Armand Hammer. And <laughs> Armand Hammer became so rich that he went and decided to buy Arm and Hammer. That's a great idea. Oh my Invest God. in yourself. He was like, this sounds like my name. I need to own it. It feels to me like that whole, like you put a hundred monkeys in a room, they're going to write Hamlet. Like that's... <laughs> Oh my God. Wait, okay, yes, but go on. There's only so many ideas like repetition. So what I mean is like the idea that his name is Armand Hammer and the company's named Armand Hammer and those two things happened organically on their own just means that our brains like aren't that wide, I think is what I'm saying. Also, so apparently it says that he is an American oil tycoon. Mm-hmm. That's uh, before he bought the cleaning company. So Julius Hammer was sentenced to prison for being in social socialism and doing stuff that was socialist and people didn't like. So when he went to prison, Armin He also Hammer, worked with Stalin. <laughs> Not yeah. just socialist. He was hanging Communist. out with Stalin. Yeah. Right. We're playing fast and loose with the facts. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you can read it on your own. This is a wild episode. <laughs> Armin Hammer took over Allied Drug, which is a family business, this drug company. Um, and... He resold equipment and he was scammy with that. He also said he had medical training in Russia and it causes him to see no pain of the sufferings of others. That's out of control. That is an insane statement. But what of what we know about Russian people, is that completely unbelievable? (laughs) No, the quote is directly saying, For a judge in court when he divorced his second wife, Angela, it, quote, it causes him no pain to see the sufferings of others. So he's a psychopath. That's what I was saying. He's Russian. Yeah. (laughs) In the 1980s, Hammer owned a considerable amount of stock in 
Church and Dwight, the company that manufactures arm and hammer products. He also served on its board of directors. However, the arm and hammer company's brand did not originate with arm and hammer. Same. Absolutely crazy. It was in use 31 years before Hammer was born. Also, there's a bizarre note that he convinced the Chinese leaders to lend two pandas to Los Angeles for the city's 1984 Olympics. (laughs) This guy's all over the place. All over the place. uh, He had a private Boeing 727. He he hung out with Prince Charles and high-power politicians. And they said... He attended inaugurations of FDR, Reagan, George Bush, but I think he was also also oh yeah, he was in Epstein. Oh yeah. Oh he was like Wait, they all were. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, in this in the family Vanity Fair article it says in nineteen ninety six, Epstein's bombshell biography exposed the late uh chairman for a wide ranging gifts including laundering money, using artwork to fund Soviet espionage, bribing his way to the oil business and knocking off Fabergé eggs. Uh, per Epstein, Armand bugged his office and home, plus his cufflinks to record decades worth of conversations, had a fixer, and was known to the business, known to do business with a brief- briefcase full of cash. Love. So good. Fabulous. So then Armand had a son named Julian Hammer, um, and that was Armand's only son, Julian. And Julian, um, in 19... 19- 55 in the morning hours after his 26th birthday, he killed a man inside his Los Angeles home <laughs> over a gambling debt. As you do. Yeah. And advances on his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so Julian uh, was the only son of Armin. And then Julian had two kids, Michael and Casey. Michael is Army Hammer's father. Casey works at Home Depot. <laughs> Casey <laughs> is an icon. Casey is my hero. Casey grew up in this incredibly rich, affluent, psychotic family filled with like money laundering, murders, lies. And she's like, she's basically rejected all of them. And so because of that, because she's come out and been clean and honest, she has no money and she's at Home Depot just like me. <laughs> I really just love Just like her. everybody else. Just like you know? us. She's just like us. Wow. And so she is, wait, she's Army Hammer. The movie stars, no, it's his aunt, right? His okay, aunt, yeah, but yeah. Michael's sister. And Michael right. is at the center of the art heist that we're going to talk about. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. yes. He was wow. the one who He got... owned the gallery. No. Yes. He got her, he appointed that dumbass because she was his friend, not because she was good at art or knows any art. I didn't know they were linked. Yes. And yes. he fired her. And that's why that's they're so like. exciting. Is he the guy with the hair and he looks like gross hair? The tan. Tan. Yes. yes. Tan gross hair. I, I have to say, I feel like because when you were talking about um, him hanging out with Prince Charles and Jeffrey Epstein. His dad. Right. His dad. I feel like those wealthy people, they're all like that. They're all yeah. terrible, scammy, murdery people. Like we sure. should they're assume. They're just so rich that they're like, we should move assume. over. Just move over. I'm so rich. I'm here. I'm present. I'm going to feast yeah. on your body parts. I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And know? to that, I say, you first. <laughs> to that, we you say, first. you can have a seat at the table. Cut yourself first, baby. You yeah, first. I'll you pass first. you the knife first, my lord. Mm. <laughs> and then we'll see. <laughs> so, <lord>. Michael... M- <laughs> <laughs> Michael got all the money when his father died. Casey got nothing. Michael has a bunch of hustles, one of which 
is owning an art gallery or, or owned an art gallery in New York. Um, Army Hammer is Michael's son, Michael Hammer's son. And they had a house in Los Angeles for the majority of Army Hammer's life. And then they're like, fuck this. It's not sunny enough. We're moving to the Cayman Islands, which is sketchy. And, you know, they're funneling Offshore money bank through accounts. that. Yes, they're funneling money through that some way. Again, I don't know, allegedly spe speculating, of course. Um, but Army Hammer is in the news and he was dropped by his agents and he was released from projects because he was running scams on a bunch of people. And there was an Instagram account called House of Effie um, that was tagging him or posting all these messages from women who he had taken advantage of. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird... Abuse, unclear. There's just like that whole fabulous gray area that finally is getting the attention it deserves. Yeah. And people are calling out these awful men. My understanding is like 90% of it is women who are uh, alleging basically text harassment to the extent of and and it's all kind of the same story of this like dom sub relationship with cannibalism in between <laughs> the same old cannibal story we've heard mm -hmm. for years of course uh but there are a couple women who are alleging actual physical assault so it's a little bit like that takes it to another level oh there yeah. are yeah yeah oh no yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, like yeah, past yeah. girlfriends that were like you know chronically abused by him yes mm. yeah can i tell you how i found out about army hammer tell and all this us. stuff my wonderful friend, Elijah, um, who keeps me up to date on the things that are going on in Twitter because I can't be there. Um, mm. He sent me, did you know about this? And it was a link to a Twitter about Army Hammer being into cutting off people's toes. And I was very confused. And then he explained it to me that he was into cannibalism as a kink, yada, yada. And then he was, I was like, okay, why is this important? And he said, well, gay Twitter's having a field day. Because gay Twitter oh. is posting a series of photos like, oh, army daddy, I scraped my knee in front of your house. I need someone to help me. <laughs> so apparent. So that's how I found out in November. And then a couple months later, he texted me and he was like, this is taking a turn. I take back everything I said. <laughs> like, this is no longer funny. But do we know if he's actually been a cannibal? That I don't know. Uh, if we're okay. talking about like coercive, manipulative behavior. No. I don't want to see it, but I want to know. Did he sure. remove a toe? Sure. Listen, hey, I, and I honestly, when this first happened before some of the terrible stuff that I'm sure we're going to get into, I originally was like, if it's an adult woman who's like, hell yeah, I'll lose a toe for you, bud. Great. <laughs> Consent. What, who are we to say? Lose a toe, gain a mansion. Like, what? Lose a toe, gain a private jet? Like, who what, are we to What are the say? benefits? Exactly. I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. Who among us won't, <laughs> won't trade a toe for a Cayman Island? I'll eat a toe. I don't care. Yeah, you can have it. Would I, not for Army Hammer, given everything we know, but would I for mm, Jake Gyllenhaal give up a toe? 100%. Oh, that little 100%. moppy guy. 100%. <laughs> I would do it for my little toe, but not my big toe. Not my big toe. Now, Chris no. Evans, I'd give my big toe. Not okay. my big toe. Chris Evans, I'd, big my, I'd give him wow. my big toe. I'd get a little prosthetic one. Oh, you <laughs> can you do that? They got prosthetic toes? They have yes. prosthetic everything. Oh, See, it. that raises Take the it. level, right? That makes that raises it more. The level. But I would definitely want not only the man, but I want all of the things. <laughs> I want... Mm. I want the checks. I want the deeds to homes. I want, you know, other foreign sure, bank sure, accounts. Sure. And I want gold bars. And that's well, what I want. There's a whole other conversation that we could have about later on about like the Fifty Shades of Grey effect. The idea of like being in a Dom King mm. relationship with a wealthy, powerful man. 
because you mm. get something. But how much do you, I want to get a lot. Like that's the thing. It's like if you're if I'm doing this, I want so much. In that stuff. movie, she got a family and she became a CEO. She did? Yeah. Uh, that's too much work. I just want to be able to lay in bed and have things brought to me on a table. I feel like that's an option if that's what you want. I'm just saying. That's all I want. So I'm reading from the Vanity Fair article. Basically, all the chaos really happened. Not only was it just like a fun bubbling of like insane people. When Armand Hammer died, Forbes said he was worth around $180 million, which I'm sure he was worth more because of those more. offshore bank accounts. Yeah. So the estate began. It still simmers 30 years later, it says. But within hours of his death, police officers were summoned to the house observed Michael attempting to remove belongings and load into five waiting cars. So <sighs> there's some there's some sketchy. There's a lot of insanity. Um I think they left Casey, who we love, Miss Home Depot, $250,000 and and she was like, "Great, this is deadly squat." Fine, yeah. But the boys got way more. Of course. Did you guys see about the naughty chair that the dad had no it was his coat of arms or something so the dad apparently michael hammer um the one who owns the art gallery that you that we're about to talk about in the headquarters of his foundation like the hammer something foundation that would apparently donate to organizations like jews for jesus okay in his headquarters he bragged about having what he called a naughty chair which was some kind of like bondage chair and there was a cage and like a hook involved. And when Vanity Fair Ugh. called to confirm, his counsel said, oh, well, these were just gag gifts. Like didn't even deny the existence of oh, the yeah. chair. It's was definitely like, there. Oh, these were just gag gifts. So mm-hmm. what I understand from that is that Army has inherited a learned behavior from his dad. And what's mm. fucked up is it's a learned sexual behavior. So, like, what was happening there in that house? Well, and celebrated and bragged about. Because if Michael Hammer is telling everyone that there? this is a cool thing he has at his headquarters, a child grows up what in that house going, like, kid? this is something my dad's bragging about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, what is he telling his kid about women specifically? Yeah. That he wants to eat them. There's a lot. How do you get from chair to eating? Not, and they're pretty close, probably. They're probably pretty close. You put yeah. a chair at a dinner table where you eat. <laughs> That's yes. how you get there. Caitlin's so Thank simple. You. you put a chair at a dinner table and we're there. Sue did that. We're Sue, there. Sue did it all. She it's figured right it out for us. Guys, what are you doing right now? Wouldn't you rather be sleeping? <laughs> Not to sound, you know, exactly like myself, but I love sleeping. I love curling up in bed. I love being under a blanket and I love just relaxing. And thank God Helix Mattress is here. We are so lucky to be partnering with Helix Mattress. They're amazing. First of all, I just want to say we as people evolve, change. We have different likes, different loves, different interests. Your mattress should change with you. Like maybe when you were a tiny child, you could sleep on the hardwood floor and not notice. But as we age and grow and learn about our bodies, our mattresses need to change as well. Suze talked about it, how she went from a sweaty Betty to like a real cool mama with her new Helix mattress. And I've talked about my love of their pillows. But what's so awesome is that Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes 
just two minutes and it matches your body type and sleep preferences with the perfect mattress for you. So why would you buy a mattress that's made for somebody else when with Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know is exactly perfect to the way you sleep. And we're spending a lot more time on our bed. So I feel that this is the time that if we are given a quiz, like we are ready, we are prepared to answer multiple questions about how we lay in bed. Everybody is unique and Felix knows about that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, a firm mattress. They're ones that are great for cooling down if you sleep hot and a Helix mattress for plus size people because all bodies are important. All bodies are inclusive. Everybody deserves a good, wonderful night's sleep. So Sue took the Helix quiz. She got matched with the perfect mattress and she'll admit she's a better human because of it. So if you're looking for a mattress, you just take the quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped free, and you don't need to go to a mattress store again, because guess what? We're not going to stores. And when things open up, I don't really feel like going to a store. As I said, I'd rather be in bed. Helix is awesome, but you don't have to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress picks of 2020 by GQ and Wired magazine. They're not lying. So just go to helixsleep.com slash scamwow. That's H-E-L-I-X-S-L-E-E-P dot com slash S-C-A-M-W-O-W. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they will match you with a customized mattress and you're going to get the best sleep of your life. Also, this is bonkers. They have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. That's exactly what ScamWow listeners want. Like, we will not be duped. We will try it out for 100 nights. Maybe night 55, you decide it's not the mattress for you, but it is because you're going to love it. And they'll even pick it up for you if you don't like it but you won't want to return it because you're going to be asleep. You're going to live so much of your life sleeping better. You're going to be a nicer person. It's fabulous. Also, Helix is offering up to $200 of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash scamwow. So make sure you go to helixsleep.com slash scamwow because if you're one of our listeners, you get up to $200 off your mattress and two free pillows. And I am living my best life on these pillows and they are the large, luscious pillows. Like I have fancy pillowcases for these pillows. We would not steer you in the wrong direction. You know that we double check things, triple, triple check, because we refuse to be scammed. And I just wish you all a peaceful, scam-free sleep. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. So that brings us to the art heist. So the documentary we're talking about is called Made You Look, a true story of fake about fake art. And it's on Netflix. Um, and it's about the Nodler Gallery in New York. And um, Michael inherited it from Armand Hammer. And it's one of the oldest New York galleries. I believe it was started after the Civil War. Like it was super, super early. Um, and then he appointed his friend, Ann Friedman. Now, this is where I went nuts. Now, Anne Friedman is a friend of Michael Hammer. She is not a scholarly, like she, she's just a buddy. She's just a buddy. Who knows what else? He could have boned her. I don't know. I'm, I'm calling it. Um, but like the <laughs> thing is, is like she isn't an, an expert. And that's what we have to start with. She is not an expert. She is just somebody in like the high society that he chose to be his art director. Nodler was in operation for 165 years. That's mm. insane. Yeah. For like one small business to be in operation for that long. Yeah. So after Hammer's death in 1990, after Armin Hammer's death in 1990, the Hammer Foundation continued to hold a controlling interest in the gallery uh, with Michael Hammer in charge. Right. So in this gallery, they were actually, I think he got it and it, they did say that they, I guess while Michael was in charge of the gallery, gallery while Anne was working with it, Michael did use the gallery for his own personal finances and he would use it as his credit card. So the gallery was actually in an incredible amount of debt very quickly. I'm not sure if it was in debt before he signed on, but it quickly became flourished in debt. And like most art galleries, you pay for the paintings, you acquire the paintings. In some art galleries, you honestly just showcase the paintings. They're not yours. Um, you showcase it for the artist. It is like a way that you can 
sort of both of you benefit. You're showing how amazing and interesting and smart you are to acquire this art. The artisan can be showcased in a legit gallery. And then a buyer comes and buys it, pays the art gallery a commission. And, you know, the artist wins, the buyer wins. And it's all very like nice, fancy, high society. It's a lot of like street credit. That's what they are. And so the gallery's president was this lady, Anne Friedman, who Caitlin hates. But hate. I have a different take on it. Ooh, juicy. I, yeah, I sh- I think she was conned. Caitlin thinks she was the scammer. No, I think she's an mm. egocentric idiot. <laughs> I don't think mm. I think she was conned, too. But I think her ego was so big that she was a dumbass. Well, I mean, she's an art person. Like, of course. I don't know. <laughs> no, but the thing is, is that there were so many, and we'll explain the whole scam to you guys, but there were so many huge red flags that were inconvenient to her. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a time, and we've talked about this, and we've talked about Connors. Actually, the woman who they interviewed a lot in this movie, we love. She's the one who wrote The Confidence Game. Maria Konnikova. Yes, I'm such a huge fan of Maria Konnikova. And she explained that there is sort of this psychological change that once the scam has become such a part of your reality, there's like this cognitive dissonance that you then have to sort of go down with this sinking ship or else your Mm -hmm. idea of reality is forever shattered and Mm -hmm. you're basically, you're a joke. What's the point of your life? So I think that's where Anne was. Mm-hmm. So one day, this lady named Glafira Rosales walks into Nodler. She was like, hey, I've got all these fake paintings. I've got a Motherwell, a Pollock, a Rothko. I'm keeping them out in my garage in Long Island. And Anne Friedman was like, OK, sounds legit. And so, <laughs> well, she also was like, Anne, it's this real fancy guy who has a horrible life story. Um, Anne Freeman's like, I love horrible life stories. I love Michael Hammer. And she's like, he's basically has to be incognito. I can't tell you anything about him because it's like high, high profile and rich people right. hide things. And Anne's like, great. I love secrets. I love lies. That's what Glafira was saying that to Anne. where she was getting the paintings from. Because paintings have to have some sort of a paper trail for you to have seen the painting in the artist's works of art or seen, you know, in their collection. But these were also all new paintings that have never been seen before. So Glafira was saying, look, Anne, these are brand new. They're unheard of. They're undocumented. Meanwhile, she's living, Glafira is living with this guy, Jose Carlos Bargantinos Diaz, who is a noted forger who's already <laughs> spent time in who's jail. so good at forging documents. Yeah, he's already spent time in jail for forgery and Anne doesn't even do a quick Google and see this. Or she does and she's like, yeah, but my friend Glafira, she's told me enough like fun, cool ideas about like the high and mighty. Also, they said that Glafira was quiet. She was modest. She did everything mm-hmm. in this way that she was like, look, I'll let you in in a little secret. And I think Anne felt titillated and excited and that she was in on this super secret like Mr. X stuff discovery of these never heard of paintings. Now, what's really interesting is they said in the movie, like people like Pollock and even Rothko, they were very pretty well documented. There were occasional times where artists weren't, you know, you may have missed one or two, but to have like multiple paintings be missed was unheard of in the art world. But Anne thought she had hit some like magic jewel. Right. And she was reselling these paintings for a killing. And she was making commission on these shits. She made a total of $10 million in 30 years. That's wild. In commission. Just in commission. We don't know what her base salary is. No. 
Um, so the thing that brought it down was Domenico Del Sol and his wife, Eleanor. Who looks like the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> yeah, and his wife, Eleanor, they like look like stereotypically like fucking art people. Yeah. Said that Anne sold them a fake Mark Rothko for $8.3 million in 2004. And said that Rothko's son, like Paul Rothko, had said it looked real. So she thought it was real. But this guy, Domenico, would not back down. And he took it all the way to trial. And that's why Nodler ended up closing. Well, Pierre Lagrange said that he would buy, I believe it's like a $4 million painting from the Nodler Gallery. But if he could get it authenticated and if forensics said that the paint was of the era, if the canvas is of the era... um great. But if anything was off, he would get a full refund. And I think that really started the wheels turning because it became very public. And it was so funny. So in the interview, Anne says she remembers exactly what he said to her. She remembers exactly like the words he said, what drink he was holding, like when he basically threatened her and said, like, I will destroy you. And then they said, what did you say to him? And she's like, you know, I don't know if I said that. <laughs> she's just like, <laughs> Alan and I were dying. We're like, she's love. just chosen to just not remember any of her responsibility. And so the the thing that was crazy is because there are basically companies created to track your heritage, your pedigree of your yeah. painting. Yeah. And you have to have multiple galleries signed off on it. And they'll literally have that a card with the painting or sometimes in the back of the painting, they'll like have it written on there. And the way you can track that is you can literally look up and Google, was that artist ever featured by that gallery? Mm-hmm, so all mm-hmm. of these, is it patronages? So all of these like different histories. Oh, I know what you mean. It's a French word for like, like the line back to the yes, original yes, owner. Yeah. Oh, because they're talking about this now in NFTs, which are like a Bitcoin blockchain situation. It's called fuck. Provence. Yes. So provenance. And what was so funny is the the documentary does a really good job, guys, of like slowly giving information and slowly sort of doling it out so that you're in suspense. I ruined it for my husband the whole time. I was like, (laughs) that provenance was forged. (laughs) I was like, that email was a fake email. Like the whole time I was calling it out because it was such a clearly, Mm -hmm. to us as scam spurts now, it was such a clearly done scam. So Mm -hmm. all the provenance they needed, emails saying, I confirmed, I've seen the painting. I love it. It is exactly a Rothko. Congratulations, we're forged. I just want to say, so Lagrange had purchased a what he thought was a Jackson Pollock for $17 million in 2007. <laughs> and he bad. was, yeah, and uh, it was contingent upon this provenance, um, but he never got it. And then he sued the gallery as well. And some of the tests on it to determine the provenance um, showed that some of the paint was that was used was not available until some years after Pollock's death. Right. And also what they said was unheard of is that they had like sand. So what was really smart with these con artists is they would take canvases from paintings in, let's say, 1900s or whenever these they were created, 1920s, 50s, whatever. They sanded down the paint to then mm-hmm. put new paint on top of it. Mm-hmm. And that is an absurd thing because Jackson Pollock would not sand down a painting. He mm-hmm. would have a fresh new canvas. But during this whole time, they go back to Anne and she's like, alleged. <laughs> like, she just really can't <laughs> let it go. She can't She can't let it go. It's like, and, and people will be like, well, Anne, that paint wasn't available mm-hmm. in that time. Like, he was, Pollock was dead by the time they had that specific yellow. And she's like, 
I guess, you know, you could say that. I guess you could say (laughs) (laughs) she's I love her. Um, Actually, you're starting, Katie, I know that you hate her, but you're really starting to convince me that she's great. She's amazing. I hate her because she gets away. Guys, she gets away with all of it. I don't think she paid a single cent. I think Michael Hammer paid with everything. She gets away with all of it. But she's just but then Gloriana, what's her name? Um. Glafira. Glafira went to jail. I know. And I feel bad for Glafira. I don't feel bad for Glafira. Oh she was God. running We're such a scam. We're, she was running a great <laughs> scam. Torn. Let me tell you who the actual the actual forger was. Okay, so Glafira was running. So Glafira had the scam where she was getting a guy in Queens to forge him. Had the art Queens forger was the named money. Yes. Patient Kwan, and mm-hmm. he was making them in. in his garage in Queens and he said that he was doing it because he loved the old masters for and that's fun. a tribute to the old masters so Just for fun great and also he wasn't getting paid very much money he was scammed in this as well like he was very much underpaid um, he, he was he was he was getting their name <laughs> I mean he was he was completely creating forgeries he was signing the artist's name but he wasn't getting paid like he wasn't making on he, this he is reported to have received less than nine thousand dollars each oh for God. each painting which she sold for millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. each mm-hmm. Kate, wow. what's your hot take? <gasps> yes kate tell us uh so this watching this documentary first off it's funny because i love when rich people are scammed and it doesn't love all do love it doesn't hurt them at all okay they're all fine every single one of them except for glafira who had to go to prison and probably was being manipulated by her boyfriend. I and I feel bad enough by her. him too. It was like, yeah, oh. I feel yeah. bad. For her. But I think this reminds me of like the housing crisis in the sense that, you know how Moody and poor Moody's and poor was that financial agency that would rate. <laughs> I was whether like, I'm or Moody not- and poor. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> that was me during that time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Never heard that. And I love it. <laughs> what was they saying? Oh, well, the Moody and Poor's, who were actually um, happy and rich, they were an agency that was charged with giving ratings to different mutual funds or whatever. And they would basically just give, like, if you were from Deutsche Bank or Citibank, they'd be like, oh, it's an A+, plus," despite the fact that it was absolute garbage. And I think that there was this understanding in the industry where the guys at, at Deutsche Bank were like, well, we can kind of give them trash and they're going to give us an A plus anyway, because if they don't like it looks bad for them because we're good business. And Moody and Poor's were like, well, they might be giving us trash, but we're going to give them an A plus anyway, because we have to do that because that's part mm. of our job. And it, I think and then the people selling the funds were like, well, some of these might be bad, but it doesn't matter because people want to buy funds and we have them. I really feel like watching this documentary was just a series of interviews of everybody covering their own ass. Mm. Like, yeah, I true. looked at it and I had my doubts. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you fucking didn't. And I think Ann Friedman's the only one who's like, no, we've been doing this for years. We're all scammers. Why is everyone telling a different story? I thought mm. we didn't snitch here, mm-hmm. you know? And everyone's oh. like, oh, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. And she's like, I thought we weren't snitching. She should be snitching. I mean, like, I do think she's dumb, but I just think that the idea that all of these people were like, oh, forgeries, how could we? We're so honorable. No. No, they're all pieces no. of they shit. Forge. Yeah. There's forgeries all over the Met. Like, it's a fucking part of the industry. And what's so interesting, too, is they said in the documentary that there's a huge 
feeling of like embarrassment and clout mm. and ego that if you said, oh, that doesn't look real to me, you're some kind of an idiot. Or if you, yeah. don't, if you don't realize that that is a Rothko, you're some kind of a dummy. And the painting can be a beautiful painting. Like you can say the painting takes yeah, my breath course. away, but that doesn't mean it's painted by the original artist. Mm-hmm. Like there's this whole feeling of like, I think Anne took that too. Like people that said they thought the painting was beautiful. If So Rothko's son said the painting was beautiful and she's like, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. I just was done in a queen's garage. Like everybody was just, I think everybody was so afraid to come off looking stupid and then they were all duped. I think an economy built on elitism is ripe for scamming. Mm. You know? Also, mm. I think they were happy to throw money in it. They're like, and if it's not real, well, what am I going to lose? Because they're just showing it off to their friends. They don't give a fuck about art. They're just, it's an investment piece or they're just putting it in their fucking house. Well, and also for them, it isn't going to hurt them. Like it isn't life changing, these art pieces. It's embarrassing. But for mm-hmm. them to be able to go like, I see some red flags, but uh, red flag, schmedic flag. Let's get the Rothko. <laughs> it's it like, feels like, it feels like that. The episode that you did about sour grapes, about the fancy, fancy wine and the guy was doing. Yeah, it's a lot like sour grapes. And they, they they were like, and the wine tasted amazing. How are we supposed to know the difference? And all these dudes are like, um, he was such a genius with wine. He had such a good palate. And they bring it to one expert at a restaurant, one real sommelier. And he goes, this tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> who has nothing invested in it. That's yes. what this feels like. Because there's one scientist somewhere who was like, this is so obviously fake. Why are you all like bloviating at each other yeah like sucking each other's dicks eating each other's toes guys guys stop eating your toes and stop fungus. sucking your dicks yeah get your head out of that dick <laughs> and get focus. your head out of the dick i also <laughs> think it's interesting and all and shitty that the people of color in the story were the ones who who went to jail while the yeah. white people got off like i of fucking course. hate that of course, that made me so angry, and it made me so angry that Anne still was like, "I'm such a victim," and it's like in no way, like you might feel stupid, but you have made money off of this. You have mm-hmm. you've benefited from knowing the Hammer family. You benefited yeah. this entire time, and you had the luxury of ignoring red flags because at this place you are a rich white famous woman, and then mm-hmm. anybody else that was not you in your wake they really suffered and that drove she's me crazy she's still an art dealer she's yeah. still working in that business she created her own stupid art dealer guys she's not she's an idiot i think she's really not good so glyphira served three months in jail and was ordered to pay 81 million dollars to the victims oh of the Nodler art fraud scheme. 81 million dollars. she won't and now she works in a um She's a waitress in Brooklyn. Is Not she? That. There's anything wrong with oh. that? Yeah. I wonder if her and Casey know each other. Do you think Casey's working at a Home Depot in Brooklyn? No, Casey's in, in San, Fr- San Diego. Uh, San Diego. Oh. Yeah. They should they have sh- a support group. They should be group. pen pals. They, they really should. should. They really should. Scammed by the hammers. The amazing artist went back to China right away. He had no, nobody stopped him. Nobody, <laughs> like nobody, his passport wasn't flagged or anything. Good for him. He got out. I mean, he Good got the worst him. end of the deal. And then uh, her boyfriend ran to Spain and he's interviewed on this great documentary um, in Spain with the wobbliest, fattest neck I've ever seen. And if that doesn't <laughs> tell you he's a liar, I don't know what does. The wobbliest. His, he's got his a wobbly neck, fat neck. His neck. jowls wow. were, were, his jowls did him in. Like his jowls wow. were proof that he's a liar. Is that where he's hiding all of his forgeries? All of That's his where jowls. It's all in his neck. He admitted, yeah, yeah he admitted to beating Glafira up a little bit and so then Ugh. I... Ugh. deeply hate him and he forged a ton of documents Ugh. but you know in the spirit of that uh <laughs> i think in the spirit of forgery getting one over on the man 
getting one over on rich people who are into yeah. art. Kate, Caitlin has something to reveal to us. Oh, let me be clear. I love art fraud. <laughs> if this wasn't clear, I adore art Same. fraud. I, I was it. mad mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. elitism that was behind it. And I was mad of, yeah, anybody of color that got like the bad end of the deal. But I think art fraud is brilliant because I think it was Stacy, who was one of our guests, who said, why are we sort of uh, like sucking off these masters who knows like i think picasso beat up a woman like oh yeah they were like Mm -hmm. they were shitty shitty old people and Mm -hmm. of their time and they were all white men and they're sort of touted as these best people but yes their stuff is great but why why do we have to have such a like god complex with them totally and plenty of people of color were never represented and never have been ever and their paintings you know have been lost because that wasn't what was in control at that time. So I think it's so mm-hmm. fascinating because in art school, and I've talked about this before, you practice and you learn the quote masters and you follow mm-hmm. all these two, tor- like you follow these lessons of how to paint certain subjects and impressionism and realism and, you know, postmodern everything. And then and you become better by copying. Now, I think that you could have a poster in your room of, let's say, a Matisse cutout, or you could have a copy of it that is actually like the real paper, the real stuff. Cause I want to see texture. I like Matisse's sure. terrible example. Like, um, cause I love like brush strokes. I love like real mm-hmm. thick art paint strokes. And I like the little brush, like hairs floating in your paint. I just love it. So I don't want a copy. I want something that is like a real life growing painting. And it doesn't okay. have to be the one from the 1800s. I don't care. Sure. So through a Google Wikipedia search. I came across a painting called Butter. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking the... it up for reference. You I'm guys, looking it I up. told you I was turned on by it. I felt sexual after watching this. She did want to fuck the painting. butter. Yeah. I wanted to fuck the butter. The way that the knife is shoved into oh this my mound god, of I butter. forgot how Remember sexual Kate? this painting is. So it's a butter that oh, is so a happy piece of handmade it. traditional butter, like a block of butter, clothed yeah. in a yeah. white gauze that looks like it just slightly was undressed. If this butter was eggs there don't there's about two eggs, eggs that look like walls and yes. and the painting is called mound of butter which is even oh, more yeah of butter. which is like ladies butter. my lovely lady humps <laughs> my, like my, I, my mound my yeah. mound all the mounds i love it i'm obsessed and it's gorgeous and it did create it was by a i think um an artist from the netherlands it created an enormous stir at the time and it was so That's exciting so hot yeah it's very textured it's yeah. so funny like that at this time for the first time people aren't just drawing horses they're like but i'm gonna draw some butter and everyone's like oh shit he drew butter oh take my clothes off like it was so exciting and revolutionary at the time so while we were talking about art scams i looked online and found these companies that are happen to also be in china that have these incredibly skilled artists that similar to my aunt a professional artist who took years of following and knows art theory and studied. And then as a profession, they create these copies of the paintings and they do not sign it. And I talked to my aunt and she said that um, it's completely like acceptable in the art community. And if the thing is you don't sign it and you create a separate dimension, like you don't make it the exact size Mm -hmm. and height of it because then Mm. that would be closer to a forgery. You're showing that like you are sort of paying respect and tribute to it. Guys, for the rest of my life, I will be buying these pieces from China. It's incredible. It 
it came. I lost my mind after watching the art doc. It was like 11 at night. And I was, and I was like, Alan, will you take a video of me opening? And he goes, at 11 at night? I was like, okay, I'll do it myself. And I like held my own camera. <laughs> I was like, this is just so exciting. So it came and it Show. came. Oh, guys. Show, okay. show, 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 show. Let me see the butter. Let me see the mound. Oh, my God. It looks beautiful. Guys, it's a great, That is beautiful. Great it's piece big. of butter. It's okay. So it is slightly off by like two inches either side or one inch. Do you know inch. if it's oil, acrylic? Like what? How are the strokes? Shiny? Yes, it is a How are the I'm trying this. Okay, this, guys, the strokes fuck me up. They are so beautiful. And there are little brush strokes in it. And also, so the thing is, is wow. that they, because you're paying wow. them, they say, if you have any adjustments, let us know and our artists <gasps> can redo it. So I said, wow. I think I'd like a little more shading on the like gauze. And they're like, you're absolutely right. And so I, I, I I could I had some input on the scam that drawing is exquisite. No, I want to fuck it. It needs to be in your bedroom. Like, I your said, bedroom. I was like, Alan, can I put it above the bed? He's like, whatever you need, honey. Like, whatever you need. That's motivation. <laughs> that butter. This butter is living its best life. What did we pay for it? Um, I think it was like $75 for the painting. And wow. then Thirty something wow. for shipping. Worth and it. Okay. If, if they're scamming me on shipping, I don't care. Like I don't care who. Like I, this is worth millions. You know, in an art gallery. I'm it's looking okay. it up. I'm looking it up. I want to see how much oh, you. It's so expensive. <laughs> and so this company and I can like put it in the link below, and you. You can select, so they have amazing artists that you can select from masters and historic paintings in their collection, or you could ask for something special. And I sent them this Wikipedia page and they're like, no problem. We got it. And they redid it for me, especially they, they weren't, they weren't giving out butter. They weren't just giving out butter. I requested butter and we created this butter together. Wow. Do they want to advertise on the podcast? Because that is an endorsement. I'm putting them on. There's actually multiple <laughs> companies. <laughs> and apparently there's like whole towns and they have a whole setup. And I'm so excited for them. And I want them to take all of my money. They should. We should be paying active artists. And I Damn. want the money to go to them. And I want to celebrate them. Mm -hmm. Damn. I want to celebrate this art. And I want to celebrate the fact that like we're we are in on this scam. I don't feel duped. I feel very powerful. I think that's mm. what I wanted out of the movie too. I wanted Anne to celebrate that like, yeah, wasn't this crazy? Like maybe mm -hmm. I was a victim. Maybe I was all in it, but it could have been, I would have been so on her side if she was like, yeah, at the time it, everything was working in my favor and I was just enthralled to be so famous. Mm -hmm. I'm team mm -hmm. Anne. Anne's no snitch and I appreciate that about mm -hmm. her. I'm mm -hmm. <laughs> team Anne. Anne, Same. suck it. I hate her. Take a toe. Ooh, do you think... Because you know how they were going to take it to trial, right? They were going to take yes. the lawsuit, mm -hmm. yeah. the domino, whatever, whatever, to trial. And they were specifically going to sue Michael Hammer because he yes. was the owner of the gallery. Yes. Do we think that they settled out of court because of Michael Hammer's, like, naughty chair? A hundred percent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you can use, you can borrow the naughty chair. I was thinking more, like, threats or, like, <laughs> dominant whatever was, like, wow, 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 I don't want anything to do with this. I like, like all of these options. I like all of these options. I like threats. I like usage. I like it all. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely settled out of court. Everybody got out scot-free. Maybe Anne used the, the, you know, army's chair, and that's Anne why she used the naughty chair yeah. wow. to get out of court. Maybe she was a chair fan. Wow, you know, wow, and, wow. and the chair fan. Yeah, was in the naughty chair. Mm -hmm. She was mm -hmm. the naughty girl. 
And she was living her best <laughs> life. Oh, guys, also this scam was going on for 30 years. That's yeah, what's so crazy insane. is that the whole time she was like, Mr. X, he's kind of crazy. And then the story keeps changing and they can't find any more of the history. And they're like, now Mr. X is gay. It's like a whole long thing. And he's and, <laughs> and the oh, yeah, way the right. stories were crazy. And it was two a year would and never seen before exotic painting. And it's just like there's Amazing. like tons of it's the most stupid thing. I also couldn't find the price of Mound of Butter, the original, but I do know it's in the National Gallery. In Washington? Yeah. So maybe we could take a field trip, you know, post-coronavirus <gasps> and try and swap it out. <laughs> yes! Sue so Katie, I think we can swap it out. We can be like Ocean's 12 or whatever. <laughs> and we'll go in and do an art gallery, one on top of the other, wearing a long trench coat, and we'll just put the paintings under the trench coat. <laughs> But the three of us have to get on top of each other yes. and wear a very of course. long trench coat. Of course. Yes. Right. Because we're all not super tall. So we need to be a tall. Any listener who can hand sew us a trench coat, we'd very much appreciate it. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Anyone With who could help pockets. us. It yeah. needs to have huge pockets. Yes. Yes, please. And if, if you can help us in this scam, <laughs> our destiny to scam the art. Join the uh, team. Email us at scamwildpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. And if you like want to be a part of this and you have some sort of like uh, device, like listening device, and you could hook listening up with like device. a weird van in the back that we could have like yes. a, a, a couple Ooh, a cameras van. watched. Then if you, you have spy stuff. Spy yeah. stuff. If you have spy stuff, call us at our spy hot stuff. tip hotline at 347-509-9414. And you know, if you want to find out more <laughs> about scams and be a scam expert, go yeah. to our website scamwildpodcast.com and you can see everything and listen to all our old episodes. Baby. Yeah, and if you have a friend that like likes to spray security cameras and then could like flip and do things like they did in Ocean's Eleven, like can get in a tiny box and then pop out and like could be like very agile. Yes. Then you should look at our Patreon page because we talk all about our medication on that page. <laughs> and I feel like those two things have to connect. Like if you're, they must, they must. If you're talking about something hiding in a box and popping out, literally your birth story. My yes, literally, literally, literally. our babies popped out. I, I thought you were going to say my Prozacs. They pop out every night, <laughs> and I love them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, oh, and guys, also, we're on this stereo app, so you can always check in with us on Friday nights and talk yes. about the heist there. Yes, we're doing live after shows every Friday night on Stereo. You can go to Stereo.com slash Katie Brodnick or Stereo.com slash SueSmith666 to follow us. Kate, thank you so much for being Kate, thank scam you, mama on this. <laughs> we pimped you it. into this, and you were great. And that and pizza is frigid cold, but you know what? The scams are hot, hot, hot. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. I'll put it Piping. in the microwave and <laughs> scam myself. <laughs> All right, you guys. Oh, my God. We love you guys. Thank you so much, Sue. Thank you, Kate. This was the best. Thank you, both Kates. I love you both. <laughs> love you. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.